It seems silly to me now that I'm doing it again, how long I waited to use something like dance or song as therapy, because so much of it was just fear of walking through the door again. And once I got through the door, it was like so simple and easy. And I was like, home again. Hey, Clarity fam. Welcome back to another episode of the Clarity Cafe. This is a place where we just take a break, take a deep breath and get a little clarity on life. I'm here with a couple of my favorite Clarity sisters. I've got Barb and Jackie Wolfsting, and we are going to talk about reclaiming our life force and how to do that in a fun and uh, rewarding way. So what does that mean, reclaiming our life force? Well, here's the thing. We go through stuff in life and sometimes it's a little bit heavy, a little bit traumatic, and we might have some responses to those things. Some of you might have heard fight, flight, freeze. And uh, what happens is when we get into those states, even though the episode or event might have passed, we might not come back out of fight, flight, or freeze in these different areas of our lives. We might disassociate. We might lose all the fun things that uh, make this life such a wonderful, enjoyable experience. So today we're going to talk about getting back in touch with those places and uh, how all of us have had our own little processes of reclaiming our life force. So, uh, Barb, tell me, what's one thing that you found yourself maybe disassociating from in your life and maybe... I don't know, dance, yoga, qigong, something that you might have done to help you get back in touch with a part of you that you were able to reclaim through that way. Yeah, it's there's so many of those. And, you know, we all have like small, like if we talked about before, we all like sort of small things that have happened to us, the small baggage and larger things and the trunk size and the, you know, container ship size, whatever, however big we can get with these things, um, space station size things that we... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm getting galactic on us here. <laughs> uh, exactly, space station. That's next, where we'll all meet up. But I think for me, the first thing that came up when when you were speaking, Callie, is is just being in a body that has dealt with uh, different conditions. And for me, I can remember, you know, coming back from a big surgery. You know, your body feels so different. There's pain associated with it, and a certain amount of drugs associated with managing that for the first, you know, parts of it. And then being able to be really patient and gentle with the fact that that I needed to rebuild my strength and kind of finding the breath and the quiet being able to move into that, whether that was listening to a favorite song and and going like, oh, I think I can kind of start dancing. I remember kind of getting up and thinking with an IV pole and thinking, you know, I can dance with this. I just have to kind of make sure I have my balance. So I can kind of remember trying to match physically, knowing that I needed to move physically in order to be able to emotionally move on and sort of psychically and mentally start the healing process. So so whether that was, you know, being able to walk around the block and then eventually walk a mile and then eventually walk two miles and three miles and then eventually get back to what I love to do, which is just put on a song and dance around for as long as I possibly can. Uh, and I might add, you know, that one of the songs that I love to dance to right now happens to be 
the first uh, song that uh, that Wolfstag has dropped, Bad Habit. Uh, and I thought the whole album's going to be very danceable. But, you know, Michael Franny music, et cetera. So I think, you know, for me, that's a very um, easy to see, easy to understand symbolism of a physical healing and the patience that it takes to be able to come back and find that fun and joy, you know, in movement. So... You know, I think that we've talked before, I mean, dance is really important, exercise, all those things. And even before you're able to do all of the things that you used to be able to do, not having the expectation that you're going to be back at that point, you will eventually probably get back to that point. And it's kind of irrelevant whether you do or not. What's important is that you're just in the process and the the process is where the juice is. Mm. Ain't it the truth? Yeah, I love that. So, uh, Jackie. Talk to us. Hey, guys. Hey, y'all. Tell us what's something that you uh, re- somewhat recently found yourself reclaiming and the, how did you reclaim it? I'm in process of reclaiming a lot of things, let me tell you. But <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first EP I've I've produced and and distributed. I've always been a singer and a dancer. So like a lot of people... When you're born with uh, some sort of affinity for something or ability to do something, in my case, it was dance and sing and perform on stage. It it comes so naturally as a kid that I wasn't even necessarily conscious of it and probably took it for granted. Like, oh, well, this is just me and I'll always do this. And then you go through life and these traumatic things happen and, you know, you become an adult and you have to do all these things and you forget and you forget. You get criticism you you listen to the the ideas of the world or in your own head that you can't do something because you're too old to do it and then you stop doing it and for me i stopped in my late 20s dancing and singing and performing and didn't it didn't even occur to me what that would do to my body what that would do to my spirit my psyche i don't remember having a conversation with myself about like, is this a good idea or not? And so I wasn't conscious of it. And I disassociated from the importance uh, that dance had for me and my body and my well-being, the importance that that singing had for me. And it wasn't until not doing those things, the detriment of not doing those things, these side effects started to build up and build up and build up in my body. And it seems like such a simple thing. I started looking in other places like, well, maybe this will help me feel better. Maybe that will help me feel better. But lo and behold, it turns out that going back to these things that I used to do so naturally is really like the medicine. That's where the medicine has been at for me. So dancing, singing, I mean, you know, dancing can be hard on the body, but also when you do it for a long period of time and you work up a sweat and you get exhausted in a way that allows, for me at least, for these traumatic feelings to come out. I'll go into dance class and I'll cry at the end. A lot of people do because I'm breaking the walls down through dance. And so it seems silly to me now that I'm doing it again, how long I waited to use something like dance or song as therapy because so much of it was just like fear of walking through the door again. And just the buildup of like, oh, God, can I do it? Am I too old? Like, And 
ridiculous, you know, these these negative thought patterns that I that I was going through because once I got through the door, it was like so simple and easy. And I was like home again. And that feeling that music gives you, that feeling that dance gives you or painting or whatever your creative outlet is, that is like nobody can take that away from you. It's that like quiet, personal happiness that is hard to even put into words. But for a lot of people listening is that it's like feeling like home, you know, it's that feeling of home within yourself that that's just so vital for living a good life. Mm. I, thank you for sharing your stories because for both of you, because it reminds me of so many similarities that I've had on my path. Um, but also I want to just share that concept. You said something about home. And if we share the concept of our body as our home and understand that along life's path, things can happen where we give up a piece of ourselves or we disconnect or disassociate from ourselves. And so then home becomes this place that we might not feel safe in. We might not feel connected to. We might not fully understand. We might have some pain in whatever it is. As we disconnect, we end up not really feeling fully alive and not being able to tap into that greater thing that connects us all, which is just that, you know, there are no words for it, but that humanness and that life. And so for those of you who are listening and maybe kind of reflecting on, yeah, I used to do this thing and I enjoyed it, or gosh, I don't really enjoy the things I used to. Maybe I want to find some new things that I do enjoy. A couple of ideas here. One is it doesn't have to be difficult and it doesn't have to be perfect. So yes, joining a dance class is amazing. Taking a painting class is amazing. Learning how to golf is amazing. Learning Qigong is fantastic. All of those things are true. And maybe from where you're sitting, just turning on some music and dancing alone in a room is all good in the therapy that we need. Or singing in the car on the way from, you know, between work and home. Or actually taking that 15-minute break at work and going outside and practicing a little yoga, a little qigong, or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a complete life change. We can start with these very little things that begin to connect us back to home. And before you know it, it becomes a habit. And then before you know that, reclaiming our space till it becomes a lifestyle. So I just want to share that perspective uh, as we talk about these things that fuel us that we don't have to start big. And some of us might want to just jump right in and dive right in and you can totally start big. There's no, <laughs> no rules on this. But yeah, there's also another point that you made, I think. Starting small is a really good one. It's always an option. And that whole like doesn't have to be perfect. It's because every voice is perfect. Every step is perfect. And it really only matters how you bow at the end. You know, if when you're in your dance recital, when you're seven years old and you're the one who goes the wrong way, as long as you curtsy, <laughs> it's cool, right? <laughs> so there's that. And there's also that sense of community. Mm -hmm. Like when you walk into the dance class, you're like, oh, everyone here is just as scared as I am to walk into this, right? Or a yoga class or, you know, a cooking class or wherever where we're all students. We're all always students, no matter what level we are. And as somebody who's been a student and a teacher in a lot of different environments, 
I learn more from being a teacher a lot of times than being a student because the roles are always reversed. I think it's important to remember that we're all learning from each other. So even if we feel like we're, oh, I haven't done that in 10 years, I'm not going to be very good at playing tennis because I just haven't even touched a tennis racket. Whoever you go to play with is going to learn something from how you play, right? You're going to do some wacky shot and they're going to figure out how to return it. So I love that about dancing, particularly like oh yeah, when I belly dancing class, like, oh, I'm not Egyptian. I don't have any background in this. These people are all part of a performing troupe. But guess what? It felt awesome to like perform with them and just be in the same space because the energy of the community can really lift us up. And, you know, sometimes that community is just putting some headphones in our ears and listening to a podcast. Mm. But sometimes it's showing up somewhere uh, virtually or in, in uh, you know, real time. So Well, that's it, Barb. That's why we created Clarity Cafe. Right. That's part of us right, for me, you know, and, and I think for you as well. It's yeah. part of there's so many conversations going on. There's so much happening out in the world. And we wanted to really connect people that are getting a little clarity on life, bringing it together, changing the conversations from these really like circular social media, heavy conversations that aren't necessarily super productive. There are some great ones. Some great things have happened because of social media, but also there's a lot of room for mental health and bringing community together and sharing stories like Jackie's and, you know, experiences of our community. So, yeah. And you know what I love, too, about creative community? For me, it's the self-doubt for me, in my point of view, is very, it's like the narcissistic part of my personality or ego, whatever you want to call it, right? And because it's singular and it's just within myself and it's like ruminating, ruminating, ruminating. And then you get in a class, like Barb said, with a room full of other dancers. Most of the time that they're going to be like former actual dancers or people who are familiar in the exact same way that you are. And I immediately become humbled, which is I love that feeling. I love that feeling of being humbled and not having to be the best or listen to that 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 voice in my head it immediately goes away because everybody in the room again is like on the same page and that is so healing yeah we're all there for each other i mean that's kind of what happens when you show up right yeah just get through the door get through the door yeah just just freaking show up that's the hardest part and you're not alone right so that's it and so speaking of not alone and speaking of reclaiming parts of yourself, we would be remiss if we did not talk about your album. Mm, Daddy Wounds. Yeah. Can we just talk about a major creative endeavor and reclaiming oneself? I know we did a, another podcast kind of on your creative process and your transformation process, but I do want to just also say, can you share the levity can you share about the laughs? Can you share about the enjoyment of doing this creative endeavor, which might seem daunting because it's a lot of work, um, mm -hmm. but can you share just the, like how you might have reclaimed your sense of humor, which I think is one of the most powerful healing tools we have on the planet? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> True that. Amen, sister. Um, so the subject matter of Daddy Wounds 
on paper is pretty heavy, right? So I'm I'm dealing with a pa- my experience with patriarchy, Christianity, having a pretty terrible father, um, but also a father that I loved. I don't see the point in sitting in terrible anger or terrible feelings of of pain. I am looking for the way out, and the way out, typically, if I'm lucky and can find it, is humor, is funny, and so. The approach I took to these songs was the the lyrics and the subject matter are heavy, right? But how do we create um, a sonic um, envelope around these things to to be a little bit funny? So I, I I think about it as a dark comedy, and the the process of of making music, making good music, is is very daunting. There's a lot of people involved in making something good, and it can be stressful at times. But the songs just came out because SJ and I, uh, my producer, uh, were laughing and we were just giggling in the room, in the studio. I I can think of even tracking vocals with which, if anyone's listening, has done that is a really daunting part of the process because you want to get it right. And your your time is money and you need to get it right. But it but the songs in particular for me were at the top of my range and it takes a lot of energy to sing and to sing all of them for like, you know, eight to 10 hours a day takes a lot of energy out. And so I'd sit there and I'd, you know, I'd like hit really, really bad notes and then just fall over laughing um, with SJ because of how ridiculous it is. So in a lot of ways, I I saw like the, the teenager Jackie in the process um, you know, if you can imagine yourself with your best friend and just like being silly, making faces, being a kid again, like finding the play. And I think if you can find a balance doing that and then getting the technical stuff right, um, it's magic, right? And uh, and 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 comes through sonically um, to the listener, hopefully. But yeah, I, I had a lot of laughs making making this, even though it's pretty serious subject matter. Yeah, that reclaiming ourselves and being able to find the play and find the amusement and find ourselves. Like you picked up teenage Jackie and brought her back into present time and said, you know what? You can go back to being silly again. You can go back to having fun again. And hey, come sing this album with me. So that's like <laughs> such a great image. I just love that. Yeah, we're loud, everyone. P.S. Like you're loud. You're allowed to be silly and and probably... Uh, be happier for it. Yeah. Not only do we give you permission, it's kind of a mission to be silly, right? Because there's just so much heavy stuff happening in the world. Like I'm thinking about, you know how like when you watch a movie, like a comedy, and then you watch the credits, you hang in there, and then there's some outtakes at the end that are like the funniest part, right? So like (laughs) those outtakes of life, right? Which are like the in-between your takes, right? When you're being serious, when everything just breaks down because it's so ridiculous, no one can maintain the seriousness for that long. So just kind of honoring those like outtakes of life, which is when, you know, when you're at your most like, I can't believe I did that. And then you realize how funny it is. Uh, So, you know, honor the outtakes. (laughs) <laughs> that's it I don't think that's a good one I don't think we can wrap it any better than that honor the outtakes find them and really grasp them and bring them and if you're not having any find that inner silly and bring it in and start channeling it because you know what that's the thing it may be really hard like some of us are going through it right now well I mean all of us are going through it on different levels and so if you're out there and you're like I don't know when the last time I- laugh time that's good. 
That is a combination of last time and yeah. last time yeah. I laughed. It makes it laugh time. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know when I had laugh time last. Uh, you know, if you're like, I don't, I can't even find that part of me. Make it your mission for this week. Find whatever it is that brings you levity. That could be silly videos. That could be watching comedy. That could be hanging out with your silliest friend. Anything that helps you get in touch and trace the breadcrumbs of your giggles back to you and bringing it back home, that's therapy right there. So you can make it whatever you want and however you want, but uh, find those laughs. We want to thank you so much, Jackie, for joining us for this conversation today. Thank you. Just loving your new album that's dropped. It is amazing. And for those of you who haven't checked it out, you can download it on all the platforms, right? I mean, you can get it all the platforms. All the platforms. So Daddy Wounds by Wolfstang. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, that's it. All right, Clarity fam, as always, take what works, leave what doesn't. And if something's working for you, share it with those around you. Change the conversation. Change the vibe. Find your laugh time. And find your laugh time. (laughs) Amen. Until next time, be well. 